okay, well, I started obviously at school, um, as probably so many do, um, sort of secondary education, really. Um, yeah. And then um, got your school cricket teams, played for Cornwall schools um, cricket when I was, what would that have been, about under 14s, under 15, something like that. Um, and then joined my local club, which was St. Austell. Um, played in the seconds there about 15 years old, moved up to the first, yeah. um, met my girlfriend to be my wife, um, and her dad still played, so I then moved clubs with him, so I, I went and played for Foy for a year, then St. Blasey for a year, um, ah. and then my cricketing career takes a massive hiatus, really, because um, <laughs> football sort of got in the way from about... Uh, 21 till comes when did I start again it must have been 10 years ago I reckon okay. so yeah or maybe maybe not even 10 years ago maybe maybe 8 to 9 years ago always had a lot for it but the cricket um, and football don't really mix uh, managers sort of say no you're not playing that you know I can't have you breaking a finger in uh, in July or August, just before pre-season, or you know, and not being fit for the season. Yeah, so I bet. Never, never allowed to play. So, um, you know, it was. I, I'd finished. I got a stress fracture on my ankle, actually. So I didn't think I'd be able to play any more sort of sports like that um, because the, the ankle will never heal. So um, it was a bit of a, a worry, really. Um, but then I just thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to go for it, and so I started playing. Um, with, it was a friend's you know, team that was local to him. Uh, me and him played the first year together. He pulled his his calf twice. I tore uh, my left and right hamstring through not warming up properly. Oh no! Um, so I started taking it more seriously from there, really. And and where's the link with Yorkshire in terms of obviously? Yeah, you've got your Cornish cricketing roots, um, and obviously. You've, yeah, I'm interested, I suppose, where you transferred over to sort of league cricket uh, at Mods specifically. Yeah, um, like, like I say, my friend lived in Cookridge, um, literally a stone throw from the uh, from the ground. When I sort of said, you know, I was interested in, in playing cricket again, he just sort of said, well, why don't you, you know, come and join the Mods? So, um, you know, that's what I did. And, you know, the, the first year was in the second team, not taking it too seriously, but getting injured a lot. Yeah. The, the next couple of years I played, um, my son played as well. So I was really just enjoying it, fielding, um, you know, in the covers and, and, you know, batting at probably four or five, something like that. But then I, since then, um, my son went to university. So I decided to take it a bit more seriously. And, uh, um, at the, the first team wicket keeper was moving away. So, um, you know, I, t- I took over wicket keeping duties in the first, and uh, and uh, you know, in, in, I just didn't really enjoy it. You know, I really, really looked forward to it on a Saturday. <laughs> it seems, um, as someone who's uh, a bowler primarily, and therefore has a lot of respect for anyone who does wicket keeping, because I don't have the concentration or the flexibility, frankly. Um, yeah, it's interesting with that injury you referenced earlier that you would then go to a position where you're hurling yourself around quite um, freely. So, uh, yeah, what do you like about the keeping? Because it's not for everyone, that's for sure. No, I guess it's the transferable skills of being a goalkeeper, really. You know, if, yeah. if, if, if the balls are sprayed around a little bit, you know, I managed to be, still be able to dive around and, and sort of get hold of 
most things. Um, but you know, it's it's the technical aspect when you're standing up at the wicket when you're six foot two that makes it a bit more difficult. But yeah. you know, it is a case of just sort of switching off and switching on between deliveries and and really trying to concentrate on making sure you know you don't don't make a mistake when it presents itself. And I I was curious about your batting as well. Is that something you've always worked on? Because um, looking back at um, Airedale Wolfdale scores, you um, yeah. <laughs> You have some good knocks, that's for sure, in the sort of middle late order, batting sort of six seven. Um, I, I've just got a scorecard up from Addingham some last week, which it looked like a very odd game in that um, one of your openers, Dwayne, hit a hundred, and then you all out for one seven one. So, yeah, uh, do you know, it, it was like um, one person could play on the pitch and nobody else could. <laughs> <laughs> he just. Um, he he he'd actually been away to Australia, back to Australia because he's, he's uh, Australian, um, and he'd gone home because uh, one of his really good friends had uh, got cancer and, and and actually died while he was home there. So oh, no. Dwayne came back quite emotional, played in his in his friend's kit. So I guess the extra um, concentration and wanting to do well for him was really important. So yeah, uh, but Dwayne just he, he just hit the ball. Really cleanly, um, you know, on a, on a on a what we felt we found quite a difficult wicket. Um, adding them don't make very short. <laughs> uh, in their response, they just they they, they hit our bowlers really from from the first over to the twenty fifth or twenty sixth when they finished it off. Yeah, <laughs> so it was uh, my my particular innings was was a an, an out for five off about forty three balls. We. we we do have a tendency to have a little collapse, so I was just trying to stay there with Dwayne, really. But um, they were quite cagey with the bowling and the field placing meant um, that we we couldn't really. I, it would have meant me taking a risk and and knowing that if I got out, there's a chance that we would just sort of crumble as we did. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, you end up going into your shell a little bit too much, I think. And in terms of. Your time at Leeds Mods, what, um, obviously that happened through a friend, but uh, what do you like about the club and what kind of shape, uh, as far as you know, are they in for this season? Are they doing all right as a club? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, got a really strong junior section, which is something that you know the committee's really been pushing to, to try and uh, you know achieve. So, you know, we've got, you know, uh, under 11s, 13s, 15s and 17s are, are, you know, very strong at the club. Um, and we're trying to then integrate the, the, the 17s and 15s if they're good enough it's straight into the twos and, and you know if they're good enough they, they'll progress straight into the one yeah, you know, that, that's something we're really trying to do um, finances as probably all cricket clubs um, suffer with are, are a bit difficult yeah. and, you know we, we yeah. just about keep our heads above water um, you know, when when you when you look around and see, you know, clubs that are paying players and you know, by getting new facilities, it's something we're not certainly able to do. But um, you know, it's 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 an enjoyable club. You know, it's a great set of lads. We all get on. We all have a laugh. Um, you know, enjoy a cricket. Try and win. You know, play hard. Try and win. And then you know, enjoy a beer with 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 your teammates and the opposition afterwards. You know, that's that's how it should be. I think. And and I guess I I. Done last school, I think it was last year, year before, where I travelled around North Leeds. And I think I did something like twelve or thirteen 
clubs in a day and there is a lot of competition in, in that area and in the area where mods are as you said Cookridge and you know countless other clubs so uh, it must be tough as a club when okay you know you're near Leeds so you've got a lot of people on the doorstep but there's also you know a heck of a lot of clubs all sort of essentially pushing for the same players and same player pool yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we've sort of got two Horsford clubs right on their doorstep. Um, you know, Headingley's not far away, so there's, you know there's clubs there. Then there's there's Kirkstall and Rawdon and Yeadon, and, and it's all all around where we are. There are other clubs, so um, you you just have to, I think, try and make a strong. Um, Sort of well-organised coaching setup for the for the youngsters, and that's that's something that perhaps we haven't been so good on in the past, but um, we've really focused on this year, um, and that's you know really getting organised um, nets and coaches to nets, you know, to help develop the youngsters, and then you know make it enjoyable. So then you know then the mods then becomes their club, um, yeah. you know, because there is a certain amount of pride playing for your club as well. Um, and then, you know, I mean, if they go on to be uh, too good to play in our division, then you wish them all the best. And, and, you know, people should sort of push themselves and challenge themselves. But, you know, as long as you can, you know, sustain a, a good a good funnel of, of young talent coming through, I think that's the important thing for, for cricket because it is getting more difficult. You know, we, we suffer um, through the season with... Um, you know, availability problems. Uh, last last season, for instance, after I think after four games, we were sitting second in the league. Okay. Um, and the next the next two games, we didn't have any of the five bowlers that we'd had for the first four available, and ah, so yeah, it, it does. It makes a it makes a huge difference to you when you when you know availability. So you know, youngsters tend to be a bit more. Um, they you know they can come every week, sort of thing. Yeah, I've been well. I've been that captain in a a club team playing in league cricket where your you know a bank holiday comes along and uh, suddenly half your team are on you know doing something else or availability is a nightmare and you're going through your mobile phone desperately thinking right you know who can I uh, call upon at sort of eleventh hour who wants to be uh, opening bowler or um, yeah wicketkeeper or whatever so. It's a challenge, it definitely is, and I don't think that's um, going to change anytime soon. Um, no, I think it's. I think you know, it's it's becoming more family orientated life in general. I think you know, in when certainly when I started playing, you know, back in the sort of early eighties, if you like, it would be the same, just about the same eleven blokes every single week. Yeah, you know, and. And it was the, the 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 really well-off guy was the one who maybe missed a couple of weeks when he went on a holiday. But you know, the re- the rest of you just sort of played, you know, every every single weekend, and it, that's how it was. But obviously now, I think life has changed from from that way, um, and you know, it, there are more sort of family pressures. I think um, that, that are put upon you know cricketers, and it, and it, it does make make it more difficult. You know, it's. It's finding that happy balance. I think is the is the only thing you can try and do. Yeah, and I completely agree. Um, nowadays, I see it all the time, and you know, cup competitions, even finals. Then you know, players aren't able to commit to both days. And uh, once upon a time, that was unthinkable, I suppose. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to yeah. criticise those people because, frankly, um, sometimes I wouldn't want to do it and I haven't done it in the past as a player. So, 
you've just got to make your own choice, haven't you? Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm making myself unavailable for Sunday games, for cup games this year. Yeah. For a physical reason. Purely because I cannot do two days in a row. <laughs> um, I, you know, the, the opening game of the season, we played Kirkville and, and coming in at like number seven, like you said, um, I, you know, I, there, there may be a 20 or a 30 knocked out or, you know, something like that, but we were in a bit of a pickle and I've ended up 62 not out, but running a lot of singles and two. Ah, right. And I was still in pain for this Saturday's game. I still hadn't recovered from the muscle soreness from the previous <laughs> Saturday. So so to play the next day, there's absolutely no chance. I know it's the beginning of the season and, and it's going to be a bit like that. But, you know, I, I, I have got myself fit and I have sort of, I have trained apart from running, which is the, the one thing that really does sort of mess my ankle up a bit. So I tend not to do any training with running involved. So, but nothing, nothing transfers that over like actually running. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to suffer for the first few weeks of the season and then hopefully it gets a bit better. Well, you're obviously missing a trick. You just need to stand there and hit sixes. I think it's an obvious solution. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not known for my big hitting. Let's, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, the lads will, will say that, um, yeah, there's, there's there's plenty of others in the team that can can do that. You know, I'm I'm more of the nerd. I can get ones and twos, and I mean, I did hit four fours in a row uh, against Kirkstall, but that's because they bowled me four short balls on a pitch where it just stood up to be hit. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, the boundaries are few and far between for me these days. I think. 